going on, everybody? Appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode here of the Phoenix Beatdown. Of course, I'm going to be your host, Scott Snyder. And you know what, guys? I don't even know what to say, how to start off this episode, because we had the Blessed Express in full effect this past weekend at UFC 231. Um, Of course, the last episode I was giving you guys my picks and my prediction for UFC 231, Holloway versus Otega. I'm going to be going over that a little bit later on. Um, Of course, as always, going to go into a little bit of the breaking news and, uh, you know, any fight announcements that were recently take place. And then also going to kind of just go over what my picks were and what the results were for UFC 231, which actually ended up being a great card. And at the same time, we have another great card coming up this weekend. It's the last show, uh, UFC on Fox. So they're switching over from Fox to ESPN, as we all know. But this is going to be their last card that they're doing on Fox. And you know what? They're actually going out with a bang, in my opinion, because they got a great card stacked up. Uh, Maybe not too many of the biggest household names, but if you're a fan of the sport, you definitely know these guys. And you know that Ally Quinta and Kevin Lee are having a rematch this weekend, so also going to get into that one a little bit later on um, as well. So just some kind of like breaking news and then things like that that have recently come out. So as we all know, uh, Dana White was really trying to do that Tyron Woodley versus Colby Covington fight on that January card, UFC 233, which is, of course, battling the Bellator card. So we know he wanted to put up uh, you know, try to put the welterweight title fight on that card, but it appears that that's a no-go because Tyron Willie just had surgery again. So as we all know, you know, Colby Covington has been out a little bit recently. Uh, he had, I, I believe it was nasal surgery or something like that, but he was unable to take the fight, which is how Darren Till stepped in. Now, in the meantime, Colby Covington was actually stripped of his belt, but there's no question that I believe he deserves the next chance, you know, against Tyron Woodley, but not sure if that's going to be the next one. Um, but it looks like Robbie Lawler and then the fight uh, between him and Ben Askren. I don't know. It seems like that's not going to be a go anymore because Ben Askren was also on the uh, MMA Hour with uh, Ariel Wani, his show, saying that he believes it's going to be him against Covington for the interim belt, uh, not against Robbie Lawler. So not sure what's going to happen, but it looks like that should be resolved in a couple days here. Um, Going to be seeing exactly what takes place and give you guys the latest. But going to be interesting to see if they completely skip over Colvin Covington. You know, I I wouldn't, I don't know if I would be surprised because let's, you know, you got to call it how it is. He did win the interim belt. He was waiting for Woodley. Willie's not that active, and somehow Willie was able to take on the fight against Darren Till. You know what I mean? Like, the whole thing um, just doesn't really sound right. I don't know who's avoiding who here, but it definitely sounds like that. So, we'll see what takes place there. Now, with the whole weekend taking place and Max Holloway winning, of course... There's some speculation that he's going to be going up in weight class to take on Tony Ferguson, I believe. But Dustin Poirier, who is supposed to take on Conor McGregor, I kind of was reporting on that a little bit earlier on um, last episode. 
I said that they were looking to put together a rematch, but doesn't believe that they're going to be doing that um, because Dustin Poirier is actually calling out Tony Ferguson. Um, I don't know. We got to see how this whole thing plays out because if you think about it, Dustin versus McGregor, and then if you did Tony versus Khabib, that made a lot more sense. I like that idea, but it looks like Khabib's going to be out a little bit longer. And they don't want to. And uh, Tony Ferguson doesn't want the division to be held up anymore. Um, so just gonna have, go ahead and see how this one plays out. But if they do Dustin versus Tony, who does that mean for Conor? I mean, Conor is definitely coming back. They're gonna book him. They, they, you know, in my opinion, they need him with all the low pay per view buys this this year. So I don't, you know, I don't know exactly how this is gonna play out. It's gonna be interesting to see. But I was really, I actually was really looking forward to that little mini lightweight tournament that they had. I really liked the Khabib uh, versus Tony matchup and then Connor versus Poirier rematch. Really liked that one, but doesn't appear that that's going to be happening. All right, and some other news. Now, just to kind of talk about the UFC 232, which is next. Um, of course, Jones versus Gustafsson rematch and Super Fight. Chris Cyborg versus Amanda Nunez. They actually got their referees assigned. We got Herb Dean taking on the Jones versus Gus rematch. And then we got referee Mock Garter. He's taking on the uh, super fight between Chris Cyborg and Amanda Nunez. So definitely those are, you know, probably two of the best referees, uh, two veterans. And they know how to, you know, really handle those big main event fights. So I'm glad to see it. And in some other news here. We do have a couple of fights booked for the ESPN 1 and ESPN 2 cards. Um, you know, it looks like we got Justin Leddit versus Johnny Walker booked for UFC on ESPN 2, which is going to be in Brazil. So that, that's another interesting fight. You're going to see, uh, see the move over to ESPN. And then we have uh, Thomas Almeida taking on Corey Sanhagen, which is going to be uh, on a UFC on ESPN 1 and Brooklyn card. So that's going to be actually January 19th. So a little bit of a late booking for that fight, but I guess those guys were ready to go. So we'll see how that one plays out. All right, so that's actually all the news I had for you guys today. Let me go ahead and recap this crazy UFC 231 event. First off, I just want to say it was probably one of the better events I've seen this year. Everything lives up to the height, including to the main event. And with the main event, that's where we shall start. Because we had, you know, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about this performance because I did not see it going this way at all. Now, we all know I picked, you know, I'm not, of course, I'm not ashamed to say I picked Ortega. I thought the grappling was going to be more of a factor. Um, you know, I thought that... Actually, I don't even know what I thought going into this fight, but there was just a lot of questions and a lot of circulation between Blessed, you know, Box Blessed Holloway and how he felt and the weight cut and things like this. Even Dana White was saying that, you know, this is his last time at a featherweight, but he really just shut everybody up. It was such a dominant performance. Not, not to take anything away from Ryan Ortega, who definitely had his moments in the fight and... What a tough warrior. I mean, the, the whole fight, you know, he's getting pieced up. He he hung in there, looked for, for a couple of grappling exchanges. They just weren't there. 
Um, you know, Max Holloway, his takedown defense looked incredible. And not as incredible as his accuracy. I mean, I don't even know what to say. He was finding Ortega over and over and over again. Just different angles, cutting angles. Um, you know, at some point, even taunting Ortega. It got a little difficult to watch. But, again, Ortega is such a warrior. Such, such a warrior. Uh, I, I do believe he would have went out for that fifth round. But I completely, completely agree with the doctor stopping it. Um, you got to think about it. Understand he wants to fight it out. But at what point, you know, your face already swollen. His eye was swollen. Um, you know, you're already down potentially four rounds to none. I thought the, I thought it was the right call to be made. But at the same time, if they would have let Ortega go out, you know, the guy is just, he's such a warrior. You know, I, I don't I don't feel like they really make him like that anymore. I don't really feel like we see those kind of gutsy performances in there like we used to. So really, really great fight. Now, with that being said, bless. I mean, you, you know, he looks so dominant. He looks he looks, looks so dominant. Maybe wonder who is possibly next. You know, a lot of people are saying, hey, he needs to move up to 155 now, including Dana White. Um, it, it doesn't seem like that's something that Holloway wants to do. I don't, I don't think he's scared of the 155ers, but he's like, you know, hey, let me just continue to break the records, title defenses. I mean, he just broke the record for most significant strikes. Um, it was completely crazy. So just see where we go from there. Does he go up to 155? I know that after the fight, Tony, Tony Ferguson was calling him out. That's a great fight. I would not mind seeing that one at all. Um, but at the same time, Frank Yeager is also waiting in the wings. And uh, I believe probably next due, due for a next title shot at featherweight. That's the only guy I could possibly think of. So good to see what happens with, you know, um, just to kind of see what happens with Bless Holloway. But what a return. What a great fight. And definitely lived up to the hype. And, you know, I... Uh, we probably see. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we still see these guys meet down the line. So, just to kind of recap the other fights that took place, we had Valentina Shevchenko, who was able to, in my opinion, I don't want to say dominate, but thoroughly kind of, you know, the grappling was just in such favor of Valentina Shevchenko. So you really saw the move between Valentina going down from one thirty-five and then Joanna going. Up from 115. Both champions, uh, in my opinion, but you, you know, the grappling was really the difference here. And Valentina just looked determined from the minute she walked out. Um, great fight, of course, for the vacant flyweight title. And Valentina able to take it via a unanimous decision and a great fight. Now, just to kind of move down the line, we had Gunnar Nelson who took out. Alex Oliveira, that was a great fight. Gunnar Nelson really showed a lot of heart. He uh, came back, wasn't doing too good. In the, uh, well, you know, he had a good takedown. Then Cowboy was able to kind of reverse him. And uh, Gunnar Nelson hung in there a lot. And, um, you know, great fight. He picked up a submission late in the second round. Uh, featherweight, we had Hakeem Dewadu take out Kyle Bakniak uh, in the decision. They said it was a split decision, but everybody had it pretty much unanimous. But a uh, great fight. And then we had Diago Santos and a barn burner against Jimmy Manawa. And he got the knockout TKO early in the second round. 
So that was a great card. Going to be interesting to see where everybody kind of goes from here. Uh, you know, I touched a little bit on it for Max Holloway, but let me just kind of touch on it for Valentina Shevchenko because, as we all know, she previously beat Holly Holm, lost to Amanda Nunez in a close, close fight. Now, it looks like the UFC is trying to build up this women's featherweight, I'm sorry, women's flyweight, not featherweight, women's flyweight division, just to kind of see where it goes from there. I know we had Jessica I who picked up a win at flyweight also. I don't know if that's possibly next. And as far as Joanna and Jacek, I think Dana White was saying that he'd rather her go back down to 115. I thought she looked good at 125, but if you got somebody like Shevchenko who's coming down, the size advantage and strength advantage became pretty um, pretty evident. So, either way, great card, great night of fights. Going to be coming to you guys with another episode this week covering that last UFC on Fox card. We got Ally Quinna taking on Kevin Lee for the second time. Uh, the first match we had Iaquina, who was able to pick up the victory there. But these guys definitely don't like each other. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, Edson Barboza, Dan Hooker, Rob Font, Sergio Pettis, and Jim Miller, Charles Oliveira. That's a great card to be free, that's for sure. And I'm going to see what takes place on that one. As always, guys, really, really appreciate anybody who listens to the Feeding Speak Down. Thank you for checking me out. Don't forget to look me up on Twitter at TBeatdown. So letter T as in Thomas, Beatdown. You can find me on Twitter. Um, You know, if you want to message me, tweet me, anything like that. But don't forget to add me on there. As always, guys, really, really appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget to check out the previous episodes and the upcoming episodes later this week. As always, thank you and take care.